fourth wing, chapters 11 through 14. Hold up. What? Sam. What? 11? Chapter 15 is where we stopped. No, we didn't. You didn't read chapter 15? No, I stopped at 14. It's a seminal chapter. It's 11 through 14. That doesn't make any sense. We're reading five. Why would you stop at 14? That's four. We do five chapters. I'm so sorry. I feel like I failed our (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Well. I didn't give them the. Well, it's going to be often. I mean, next week we can't do like 15 through 19. Well, what we're going to have to do is I'm going to have to tell you what happens in chapter 15. And you'll go back and read it later. But I'm going to let you know what happens. Does somebody die? Yes, somebody dies. Oh, no. Is spoiler warning, folks. Oh, spoiler at the top of the episode. If they're into this thing, it's too late. If they're here, they're in there. All right, I'm fine. You, I will listen to you summarize chapter 15, but you have to do the Violet Sorengale voice. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually read. I'm going to read to you the most. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what happens, and okay. then... When it comes to the most dramatic part, I'm going to read it to you. So she, to set the scene, she has landed with Tarn, and she is going to register herself with him, essentially, or say the bond. At the Basket DMV. At Basket DMV, which is just like one in America. Yeah, you take a little number, and you sit there, and you play. You somehow fit a dragon in there. (laughs) So. Mom forced me into the writer's quadrant. She didn't care if I lived or died as I crossed the parapet. The only thing she cares about now is how my flaws might mar her sterling reputation, or how my bonding might further her own agenda. And now, she's staring at my dragon without even bothering to look down to see if I'm alright. F. Her. Does it say F. Her, or does it actually say... No, it says the word. It's everything I expected, and yet still so disappointing. The rider, this this is probably not how Violet sounds, but I just like reading in this voice. I think it does, you know? Yeah. The rider ahead finishes, moving out of the way, and the roll keeper looks up, glancing wide-eyed at ten, before lowering her shocked gaze to mine and beckoning me forward. Terenach. Pronunciation could use some work. Ten's voice rumbles through my head. Hey, at least I remembered... I think, back in his general direction, wondering if he'll hear me across the field. At least I didn't let you fall to your death. He sounded utterly it's a great bored. dragon voice. <laughs> Thank you, it's my smoke voice. Smaug. But he definitely heard me. The woman grins, shaking her head as she writes down his name. I can't believe he bonded. Violet, he's a legend. I open my mouth to agree. Anderamum. The sweet high voice of the golden fills my mind. And Darna for short. I feel the blood rush from my face and the edges of my vision sway as I pivot on my good ankle, staring back across the field at where the golden dragon and Darna now stands between Tan's front legs. Wait. Excuse me? Tell her. The golden insists. What? Tan. What am I supposed to? I think at him. Tell the roll keeper her name. Tan echoes. Violet? What? The roll keeper repeats. Do you need a mender? I turn back to the woman and clear my throat. And Andoramum, I whisper. Her eyes fly wide. Both? Dragons? What? She squawks. I nod. And all hell breaks loose. Oh my gosh. She's bonded two dragons. That just happened. 
What? It just happened. What? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that was the big thing. Oh man, I was I was not ready. Yeah. I I need, I need a moment. Was surprised. I, but I knew I well, I was thinking, what's up with this little golden dragon? Yeah, it is kind of And work. it's like clearly gonna be a thing. It's hard for me to imagine a little golden dragon, though. In my head, I see a little lizard. In my head, and it's I, tiny. Yeah, no. In my head, I kind of think of like the movie How to Train Your Dragon, like those, how uh, big those yeah. dragons are. It's a good dragon. Um, so I, and they said that this dragon had like paws and not claws. I know that was weird. It's like a there's a puppy, but paws. I yeah, it was hard to picture. Is paw is that the right term for a reptilian? Well, okay. So here's how I imagine the big black dragon, uh, Tarn. I imagine Metronach. Was that the, the, something the name? Like that. Something like that. Taron, uh, I picture as Drogon from uh, Game of Thrones. I like watched big, Game of Thrones. huge, scary dragon. Is that Daenerys' dragon? That's Daenerys' dragon that she rides. It's Drogon. It's like okay. the biggest, baddest dragon in the land. The One. biggest dragon ever was Balerion the Black Dread, but we don't have to go into Lord or I keep wanting to say Lord of the Rings. We don't have to go into Game of Thrones uh, history. Say in, in Lord of the Rings, we only have. Smaug. Yeah. You're a burglar. You can kind of tell that uh, J.R.R. Tolkien was like, why did I bring dragons into this? Yeah. And <laughs> just going to ignore them. Yeah. And he was like, well, I mean, Let's get back know, to Sauron Gandalf. really wanted to, that's why they went on this adventure because they wanted to get Smaug out of the picture because right. Sauron was going to use him and that's apparently wow. the only dragon around. Sauron the dragon rider. Could you imagine? I know. L- Middle Earth would have been totally screwed. I know. If Smaug had not literally died because of Bilbo. That could be a continuation. You know, if, if it was, you know how like modern stories, modern movies are like, Hey, you know how we have this nice, happy ending? Yeah. I want to ruin it. Like Star making Wars. Another movie. Yes. So the movie they Star made Wars like, movies. <laughs> like somehow Sauron reincarnates Smaug. Cause Sauron doesn't die. You can't kill Sauron. You know what? That just filled me with dread because I can totally see that happening. Well, it, okay. This is a good segue. In your head, who do you see when you see Violet? Because I say that because I see the Galadriel from the Lord of the Rings thing they just made. Uh, the woman who plays Galadriel. Angry Galadriel. Yeah, the one who's always going, Sauron killed my brother. That's yeah. all she says the entire and time. She's That's who like, I see. I is- won't listen to you. I'm hateful. Yes. I'm the opposite of what Galadriel is in 100%. the books and movies. Yes. Um, okay. That's who I see. She felt like a good Violet. So now she's Violet in my head. Yeah. For me, who do I picture Violet as? Um, I don't, I guess I don't really picture her as an actress. I just think of like a scrawny teenager with silver hair. Oh, in my head. And I can't, her hair is silver at the ends, right? It's blonde. Okay. Silver. I didn't know. I thought it was fully silver. That's what I've been picturing. You're wrong about that. Yeah, anybody out there, if you know, we can go back yeah. and find it. But uh, I mean, at some point in this podcast, we're going to have fourth wing experts on to tell us why we're stupid. Yeah, Hannah, who works for me at the store, she's she says she's an expert. We can have her on sometime. Okay, let's talk about um, some things that we liked from these chapters. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think for me, uh, the more we get it, like I was, I had been looking forward to this uh, the passage and threshing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moment it was like, ooh, that's fun. Yeah, um, one because it's people that are. Like, oh, man, it's going to get real. Yeah. People are going to start dying. Yeah. But two, it's as if it's ready to see some dragons. Because they've been, they've been, the, the, the groundwork has been laid. Yes. I'm ready for some dragons. Yeah. They didn't disappoint. No. No, it was fun. I, I was nervous um, 
as she was walking through this valley oh, yeah. with the dragons and that one came up to her and said, then I thought maybe this is going to be the dragon. And so this is to this book's credit for sure. I yeah. really didn't know what dragon. And when I heard about the the like legendary dragon that hasn't been around for a hundred years or whatever, the I was like, that's tail. probably going to be it. Yeah. And it's scrawny and short like her. I was like, oh, it's like her. It has issues. Yeah. Yes. Her, that, no, it's like her. It is overlooked and, and people in this world right. want to kill things that are weak. Right. Uh, I think I did read the quote at the start of chapter 15. You know, it always starts with a quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was from just the, something that every fantasy series feels like it needs to do now. No, a quote at the beginning, which I like the idea behind it, implying that there is a whole body of literature. Yeah, in this world, as if like you stumbled into it, like you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's the, it's the whatever." Yeah, I can't think of a book she's for quoted. me. I never like even in like Brandon Sanderson's novels, he does that. And I'm Navarre, always like, I don't history. Okay, <laughs> it's at least it's the book of Brennan. Uh, the book of well, this I did read the quote before I fell asleep. Oh, after yeah. reading chapter 14, thinking yeah. I was done. Just because you survive threshing doesn't mean you'll survive the ride to the flight field. Yes. Be- I know that isn't the right quote. Hold on. Maybe it was the quote of chapter the 14. Chapter 14, I think. About In the six centuries of recorded history of dragon and rider, there have been hundreds of known cases where a dragon simply cannot emotionally recover the loss of their bonded rider. So I thought that was implying that this big black dragon, What I made a prediction. I think I said it on the air. I said it in my head. There was, uh, when they were in uh, battle, what's the battle class where they talk about stuff? They talked about there was <sighs> a fight bad, and a dragon class. rider died. The yeah, dragon oh. did not. And I said, that's her dragon. I think you're right. And I think this big black dragon is it. And that's, that quote makes me think, oh, okay. Uh, it's BBD. Taren. Taren's lost some people. Yeah. He's, he's lost a writer. He's definitely got, he's seen a lot. Um, he's seen some stuff. Seen it. He's the equivalent of like a Vietnam veteran of a dragon. Pretty much. He definitely is going to be the old grizzled veteran. Have you seen the, the SNL skit where Bill Hader makes the puppet who's been to Grenada? <laughs> no, I've been to Grenada. I think I'll have I've to seen some things. I'll definitely have to watch that. I'll love some Bill Hader. <laughs> Um, he just he's in a puppet class and he made a puppet of himself like he was processing his trauma from being in Grenada with the army oh that's amazing <laughs> and he's like we came upon a village <laughs> so, oh no I think I have seen that I need to go back and watch it again though when I was in Grenada <laughs> that's what this dragon is it's, yeah this dragon's been to Grenada when Grenada. I was in Boromiel <laughs> I've seen some things you don't know pain until you've been to Boromiel <laughs> You know, what, you know what our government asked me to do? There was a village of Romelians. <laughs> okay, so we, we liked... We took napalm. <laughs> napalm. So we liked the threshing and we liked the presentation. Yes. Which is hold, held true for... I've liked every world-building piece of this. Yeah. I think I've liked... I like Basquiath. I like the conflict... There, there is part of me that I don't love. Like, there's a 2,000-year-old conflict. I'm like, goodness gracious... Because it implies like status quo. Mm -hmm. Like for me with like fantasy stories, I'm like, I want a big redemption and a happy ever after. And I'm like, if they've been fighting for 3,000 years, I feel like this book's going to end with like a stale piece. Maybe not. She needs to keep the door open for other books. Oh, that's true. You know, at the end of Return of the Jedi, when we thought the the Empire was defeated and the Emperor died and Darth Vader was redeemed. Yep. And all the Ewoks were celebrating. Yep. Guess what? Like yeah, 30 great. years later, 
uh, turns out that the Empire... There's a the whole Empire. other Empire with more ships. Yeah, with a bigger Death Star. And, yeah. Oh, and by the way, the Emperor, he's back. Yeah. So Darth Vader, you schmuck. And he has a daughter. <laughs> Darth Vader, you schmuck, you died for nothing, That's and right. you weren't redeemed, and your whole story was worthless. That's right. Um, right. But thank you for ruining Star Wars, Palpatine has a pretty daughter. <laughs> so Granddaughter. Oh. And she's good. And she's a Skywalker oh. now. He has kids and grandkids. We well, can talk about Star Wars all day, but here's my, uh, there's been one good Star Wars thing that's come out uh, that Disney's done. And well, two, it was the first two seasons of the Mandalorian. Okay. And Andor, which is fantastic. Okay. I need to watch those. Everything else is, uh, the, the first one, the, uh, force awakens. I, th- I liked because yeah. I was ready for more Star Wars. And I was like, Man, they brought back everybody. Harrison Ford, Mark Great Hamill. characters, yeah. Uh, but then it just goes off the rails. And there's a lot of people that are like, I love The Last Jedi. And, you shouldn't. Um, the new movies are terrible because they, and the whole point of the, this is a, such a rant, but the whole point of the first six movies is the redemption of Anakin Skywalker. Yep. And they ruined it. Yep. And, um, and get, out of, get out of here with that. Oh, that's just realistic. That's real life. No. I'm sorry. Don't give me that whole, oh, it's realistic in stories. It's yeah. like stories is where I go it's for a story. Unrealistic things that I hope are real. Yeah. Well, and like, I mean, the whole, that was just lazy writing, bringing the emperor back. Well, it's Disney writing because Disney's not, it's not even about laziness. It's just like, how can we milk more money out of this? Yeah. Well, and, you know, I don't think they made a lot of money in the, on the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Which this is all just a plea to Rebecca Yaros. Wrap this story up, sell those those uh, movie rights for millions, yeah. and start something else. Start something else. Give like, this story a nice tied-up s- ending. Yeah, like, I know that, re- you know, regular life goes on and on and, you know, but, like, I mean, for stories like this, you can only, like, Star Wars is tired at this point. They're doing the same thing over and over yeah. again. Don't do the same thing over and over again. Start a new story. That's Did you know uh, Tolkien tried to write a sequel to Return of the King? You did. Yeah, I've heard about Have that. Have you heard about what, what the plot details were? I, I watched a YouTube video of it one time. It was 300 years, I think, after the, uh, the events of Return of the King. Okay. Aragorn is dead. Okay. But the thing, because I think he, the way he wrote, he didn't plan. He just kind of started writing to see what happened. Yeah. And there was a cult in Gondor oh. that worshipped Sauron. Okay. And that was like the beginnings of his story. And he said it was so depressing he couldn't finish it. He's like, this is so sad. And he was basically like, the thing we're talking about, like, you know what? I'm just going to let them have their happily ever after. Yeah. I <laughs> I'm mean, not going to try and another story here. It's a, it's, a good, it's a story. Right. And uh, I, 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 I'm I so happy to hear that about Tolkien. And yeah. so sad that his he family. He still did try. <laughs> no, he did try, but he didn't do it. But his family right. has sold off all the rights to Amazon. Right. And now they can create a terrible TV show. About right. It. And now Galadriel is who I see it's, when I think of Fourth Wing. Segway. <laughs> we need to get back huh? to fourth wing. That was really huh? good. Um, yeah. Okay. Let me think of some other things that what I liked. What did you like? I, okay. I liked, I really liked the scene where Jack um, was going, and his friends were going to kill the little golden dragon, and Violet had to get over there. Mm. Classic horror movie trope. She, like, turned her ankle. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh. She turned her ankle dead gummit. How's she going to get there in time? Yeah. Every time with her, there's some physical she, ailment that it's like, this just got harder. She needs to work out more. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I really even think the dragon's she doesn't drink enough calcium. 
She doesn't. I don't no, think her bones are brittle. Brittle bones. Um. So I, the tension was great there, and I was, and the whole time, I mean, I'm thinking, which dragons are gonna be? She's obviously gonna bond with the dragon. Which dragons are gonna be? I'm thinking it's gonna be yeah. this little golden dragon. Yeah. Which I wasn't wrong. Um. But that's uh, what threw me. I was. That was wild. Yeah, that was pretty wild. It's gonna be crazy going forward. I'm. I'm. I'm legitimately excited for the next chapters. Um. But that was a that was a really well done scene. Yeah. Like Jack, you of course knew Jack was going to do something dumb. And I mean, what was he thinking? Going to kill a dragon, buddy? Yeah. Uh, but she held her own. She fought really well. She did. She stabbed m- them all. Yeah. She took Jack out of the fight as a, like a coward. He ran away despite taking a shot to the shoulder too. Didn't she? Didn't she take a bad? She cut? took a bad cut. But she's got those dragon scales. But it's also why I'm a little. More understanding when she can't stay on top of a dragon because her ankle's busted. That's true. Well, yeah. Her shoulder's like cut to the well, bone. And I think that uh, we're going to have to get the name of the dragon, but. I'm going to be honest. The dragon names were hard. The dragon introduced himself and his parents and grandparents and every single name. I was like, I'm not going to try. I mean, I'm sure we'll get used to it, but. I don't know. I may have to YouTube videos <laughs> of like how to actually pronounce how it. How to pronounce it, yeah. Because there is tough. somebody well, out there. Tarn, Tarn, is the same. And, and he, that's my it, East Tennessee way of saying it. Tarn, Tarn, Tarn the dragon. Tarn my dragon. I've been, I was in a tundra <laughs> for years. Yeah, there, now, you can't beat the reliability of a Toyota. Well, you know, I've been a Ford guy for years now. Hey, you know what they say about Ford? What's Fix that? or repair daily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this is sponsored by Lance Cunningham Ford, so you better change your tune. <laughs> Lance Cunningham, if you're out there, I love your vehicles. Uh, Our biggest fan. Lance biggest Cunningham. fan. He's all. He's a big fourth wing guy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really liked the the back and forth between her and Taryn the dragon. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That was the stuff I've been like. We've I've been waiting for this. That's where you're getting me Rebecca is with the dragon and Violet stuff like I'm really liking that I know a good relationship a good relationship can make a book absolutely I want to read the part I'm going to read you what I tried with these dragon names okay and somebody can email in and shred me Rebecca email in tell me what I'm supposed to be I hope she does um my name is Derniok son of Mercudium and Fiaclan Fwil, descended from the cunning line of Dubhamadin. I'm not like, I'm I'm making fun of myself. Did she just go crazy on the keyboard? I will. It's not. It's not just like gibberish, though. Like the vowels and consonants work where they're supposed to. It's just. Oh man. Yeah, they sound very Lord of the Rings elvish. But then he's like. You can call me Taryn. <laughs> Thank call, God. Call me Taryn. I'm like, oh, that's good. Well, yep. thank you so and much. And you humans out there can call me Taryn. That's right. Okay. Uh. <laughs> I, I'll just be honest. I, I did not like that. Jack sucks. And I don't mean that in the sense of, I mean, obviously he stinks, but he is such a bad character to me. Because every time we see him, he's like looking at Violet and he's like slitting his throat or he's like staring. He's, like an, he's an 80s movie bully. He's not real. Like, there's no... No. He's just there to... Like, no one... No one, every single thing they do is just stare at you like, I want to kill you. (laughs) It's so lame. I just think it's so bad. Like, give him a little bit of a personality. And I'm not saying you have to flesh him out, but don't make him just so obsessed with the main character. Like, he's literally always... That's... Zayden did that, too. It's like, they're just always staring at her. 
That's a good segue into things that we didn't like. Um, that's that's what I was going with. That Jack. I just I just can't stand Jack, and it's he's not poorly, even it's not right. it's not that I think he's. I mean, obviously I can't stand him because he sucks, but he's so poorly written. Every time he's on screen, I'm like, okay, there's just this stock bad guy character that I don't fear at all. He's gonna get smoked, yeah. at some point. Yeah, or, he's not making it past this. Book. No, no, or he's gonna like be the traitor. That goes. Oh, I still think Dane is gonna be the main traitor, but yeah, they're sowing um, seeds for that. I think, uh, which I think your prediction's good on that. But yeah, with Jack, it's like every time you see. So, and you know, I'm sure that uh, fourth wing fans are gonna call in and they're gonna say, "But what about Draco Malfoy?" And I was like, "Well, Draco Malfoy, mm. while he was kind of, it was like Potter." Yeah. Um, he, he didn't use like his, I mean, they were like schoolyard bullies and they were, yeah. well, they were the white supremacists of the wizarding right. world. He's and also eight when eight. we first meet him and he's kind of still, everything's about butter. Yeah. But, but he, we, he gets fleshed out. He gets a, he's a fleshed out character. He's, we meet his parents. Yeah. His, and he, his parents suck and that's why he is the way yeah. he is. And you follow his parents and you can even see why they're so bad by the end of the books. You you really actually are sympathetic for Malfoy, and oh, it's you great. don't want to see him be brought to justice. You want to see him and his wife because you see that you know he doesn't die. Yeah, you see, you want him the best for him. Also, his mother and his mother. Narcissa. I'm not going to spoil that, but his mother gets one of the my Harry Potter is brilliant because of yeah. its moments. So I do not. They, I mean, yes, uh, on the surface, but I don't see there being a redemptive arc. For Jack, Jack's just there as. Bad guy fodder. I'll be here to eat crow if he essentially like becomes a fleshed out character. But my there is my, a zero percent chance because no, he's like the weak must die. I yeah. must. Kill, I hate the weak and the freak, the right. violent. And, and like the turn of just like you were talking about like Jack. What's he doing? I was like, it made no sense that he's like, you know what? I hate the weak so much. I'm also gonna just decide to do this thing that nobody does. I'm a killer dragon. I know what that. What are you doing, buddy? And like, I. It's not even make it's senseless. It's, it's senseless. And so here's another thing I don't like. And this this is kind of for all these chapters. There's these characters, like the characters that she's walking through presentation with, and then <laughs> Jack's friends. Luca. Yeah, I'm like, and she's 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 acting like we know who these people are. Yeah, well, I don't know who these people. Oh, are. you know the moment oh. Luca walked on screen and was a jerk. She's getting smoked. Of course she is. But like, <laughs> and what was the other one? Was it uh, who's the little nerdy guy? Prior. Prior. Who I'm does? Prior. Who you does? Just stay in line. Yeah, he gets smoked. But she acts like we. It's like you know, just that it's like start. oh, you know Prior. You know Prior. Of, course, of Pryor. course, he would be the one that would act like this. And you know Luca. And she would, that's Luca being Luca. <laughs> she was trying to do like this banter of like, we know who these people are. I don't know who these people are. Well, they also came in that chapter. Yeah. It was the same with Dylan at the beginning of the book. The moment he's on screen, I was like, this dude's dead. <laughs> yeah. It's the red shirts and from Star Trek. That's fine, but give us a little bit of like backstory on them before. Like, and you should, these characters that we're all, that we're going through this like pivotal point of the book with, they need to be introduced earlier. Yeah. And not and it, not when this is happening. Yeah. But it's easy to introduce them earlier. Give them like one quick scene and then it doesn't feel like you're like, hey, I need some people to get smoked. <laughs> and I even went back and looked. I was like, have these people appeared before? Like if, if they, they have, have I didn't has see not. It. Yeah. And then it, now that <laughs> but, I think about but it too. Luca the, has a major part of this chapter. I know. But then also the in the, the gauntlet, there was uh, Annalise. Yes. Somebody died in the gauntlet. She died, yeah. Walked right on screen, and then at the end, Violet's like, I'm so sad about this person. I was like, you just met her. I know, yeah, <laughs> I know. And uh, 
Yeah, Pryor gets smoked by a dragon because he's indecisive. Which There's Star Trek she, red shirts to it. Too. <laughs> they really are. And she, but she, she, you know, she laid the seeds for him getting smoked in during presentation when she was like, "He's uncertain about things," and it's like, right. well, "Should you? we go on or should we stay, guys?" <laughs> oh no. Rebecca, have a scene earlier that uh, informs us of right. this, uh, that he he's like this. He can't pick the chicken or the soup. Or something. <laughs> something. Like, we do need, <laughs> as much as like, you know, I don't want to get bogged down in the day-to-day of Basketh. I do need that a little bit uh, to just for character development. And it can't happen during this major scene here. Right, right. We need to see Luca, like, yeah. in the library, like, angrily yelling at the librarian about not having a book yeah. or something. Yeah, sure, know? yeah. And in, in, in and the, you could you could use one of the books that we get quotes from at the beginning of the chapters. Yeah, yes. I need a history of Navarre, librarian. I hate you. You suck. I need the book of Brennan. That's oh, right. but you can't have the book of Brennan because in this only Violet in, has it. Only she has it because in this culture, and this is something I was going to bring up too. And I I meant to bring it up last week, but I decided to bring it up this oh, week. This after week. I, we're getting bonus bonus. Um, what's up with the whole thing? I know they have like Malak, the God of death or something where they can't like have any effects from people who have died. Who wants, who would want to live in this world? What's there worth saving for me? That's probably the biggest question that I keep thinking about. You said it, I think two podcasts ago, like there's no joy. No, I, I wouldn't want to live in this world. No, it's awful. Yeah. If your mom dies, you can't keep her. No uh, one's happy. Quilts. No. You have to burn everything. Everything about this place is just. Did Hunger Games have anything that made you like that made me like? like obviously, you don't want to live in that world. It, it, it's a criticism. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, Hunger Games did have like towns and like Peter was a baker. They made bread. Yeah, I mean, they had lives. They just had this. Th- you know, they were living in post-apocalyptic America, and that—that's the difference, right? Is like this isn't like post-apocalyptic one Hunger Games. She's criticizing authoritarianism. Yeah. And two, it's like if our society, every apocalyptic book is kind of saying if our society continues down whatever path, it'll end up in this hellscape. Yeah. Whereas this is trying to be a fantasy world where I don't know if it's, it's not, one, it's not criticizing our society, but it's a fantasy world. And I feel like one thing about fantasy worlds is you should kind of want to go. Yeah. Middle Earth is wild. I don't know if I'd want to go, but the Shire for sure. I would even, I mean, the city of, well, Gondor is far too close to Mordor. Yeah, I mean, it's Why, why is it so close? Yeah. But um, Rohan's kind of run down when we get there. But there's a lot of, like, I would like to go to, like, Lothlorien. Oh, Rivendell? Or Rivendell yeah. or, um, you know, even, like, the Lonely Mountain minus Smaug. Um, far over. Please sing the whole the song. The Misty Mountains Cold. I don't know if, uh, with copyright, we can do that. I don't know if we can. The... Just brutalism of this it's world. Harsh. And her mom, so far, I expected to have something to sort of hook me with her mom of like, she's doing this for a reason. Yeah. But it kind of seems like she's, I mean, we don't know because we had this. Yeah. And that's the thing with this book so far. The only characters that you've really gotten to know in any way, like beyond initial things, in my opinion, is okay, maybe three. So maybe Violet. Rhiannon, Do not say Dane. And I'm not saying Dane. I'm saying Zayden. Yeah. Like, Zayden. You know Zayden now. Zayden shows up and, and saves the day. Dane much. is a paperweight. Yeah, I, we don't know Dane. And we don't know, like, we know that he is childhood friends with her and, you know. And he's boring and lame. He's boring and lame. Um, I hate Dane. I, I've said that. I say it every week. And we I really did never him. see him in these chapters. Oh, we saw him one time. He was like, you need to go to the scribes again. Oh, yeah. I know. He's, That's all he did. 
for his innocence. He's bad. Like Dane's still being Dane. Yeah, he's just a, he's a loser. He's a total he's loser. A loser. He's friend zoned and he hates it. It's, I don't even know if he hates it. He's just lame. He's just lame. He's like a rule follower. Yeah. Uh, which is what, honestly, and, and I kind of am a little unclear on the rules of this world. A he's a bit. rule follower, yet he's also like bending all of them for her. Yeah. Yes, that's true. He's trying In to like. In front of other people. And what does he think is going to happen when she goes to the scribes? Like, they'll <sighs> know who she is. I know. Um, and her mom's like a five-star general. Yeah, her mom's like. So the, she's going to be like. You know, she's following along. Her mom's like the Ulysses S. Grant of this world. Yes, exactly. Um, so, you know, there's things like that where, and I just think she has not, I mean, I think she's trying to get to the steamy romance and dragon stuff, which yeah. I honestly. Which did get to the dragon stuff, and I liked. Yeah. Big fan. Give me the dragon stuff, and, and I know we're going to get the romance, so just bring it on. But, like. I don't I, know if I'm ready. If we're going to talk about this as, like, you know, if people are going to compare this, if it's going to get the hype that Harry Potter gets. Um, which Whoa. it definitely has not reached those Whoa. heights. It hasn't. Nothing will, I don't think, for a long time. Ever. Unless it's like something that's g- generational IP. Like ever again. Harry Potter was kind of flash in the pan of like mm-hmm. um, an amazing story by a great author. And people connected with it because it was such a well-written book and series. Yeah. And the characters from Dudley to Crookshanks all got... Yeah arcs and you got to know them and that is what made that so magical so it feels real like it feels like and that's the parts that shine are the parts that the world building is really fleshed out Mm -hmm. and is great and it feels like like it like this is a real if you went to this world like the parts that maybe what am i trying to say here the parts that feel well built the dragon lore the this college the way it functions the societies the conflicts with the other places um but then it's just these paperweight characters just to give us like some drama that the, the, like the teenage drama aspect of it, like Jack hates her and stares and knives into her soul. And Dane who's just, I just want you to go to the scribes. Like, like that stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Like I'm even more just like, like Zayden, he's hit or miss for me, but I'm like, let's hang out with him more. Like well, when he showed up at the the fight scene, I was like, let's go. All I like, right. I like, I'll say it. I like the character of Zayden. And his I like name. That's the only thing. His name's terrible, but I like the mystery of him, of what's he doing? Like, what's his purpose? He's clearly right. looking out for her. And we, I think we all know it's because he wants to get in her pants. But And when I, he shows up at that scene with Jack was great. It was powerful. And he was like, you know, he wasn't allowed to help, which did we know that information going in? That, uh, it might wing, have been mentioned once. Maybe like wing leaders couldn't help. That is something like, and I was excited for the threshing and I was excited for presentation, but the rules were unclear going in. That happens a lot. I and think. We, we were supposed to have this buildup from all the school stuff. And honestly, all the stuff that just happened, um, I think in a book that's a little more fleshed out, this is the end of the book. Okay. To me, it's like, and you see, and, and I think it may be a more fleshed out book. You mean like the threshing is like the end scene? That's the, that is the, the threshing and her choosing the dragon. Oh, that's the right. finale. That's the third we've had act. way more time with. Yeah, because you had a to whole. To develop these yeah. little conflicts. These conflicts. And you're obviously in this more fleshed out book, you're bringing in dragons into the school earlier. So all the right. dragon stuff you're still seeing, but like they haven't chosen a dragon yet. Um. Something like that. Like if if we're saying how could this be more fleshed out? I think that's a way is like right. the whole first year of college is the book and like you get these characters and right. but I don't think that uh the author and I don't know that this is I mean this 
if this is what we're going for, then this criticism, we're putting it on too high a pedestal. Well, is it okay? Is the question, the thing you're kind of saying is like, rather than having 15 mildly interesting conflicts, have four really fleshed out good ones? Is that kind of what it, because I think there's so. like 18, like Jack hates her, yep. Zayden hates her, her and Dane's thing. The stuff with the dragons, the stuff with Peromeo, stuff with her mom. The ward's not working. The stuff with mom, like every there's eighty different conflicts going on, and all of them kind of have like all of them kind of have like the stock emotions you would expect. Yeah, you know, but, but there's no like we're not getting into the depths of like she's not exploring what it's like to have a mom who doesn't yeah. like a hard a hard ass mom who's. Hard yeah. to please. Like, does that make sense? Like, yeah, it's like no, rather than totally giving. Is that what you're saying? Kind that, of. Is? That's what I'm saying. Is yes, it, it needs to be more focused, and it needs right. it, it take all the stuff and condense it down to yeah four things, and give us a full year like and where the finale of the book, the third act of the book, is the threshing. Right. They go and, get the philosopher's stone. Well, I did it again. Didn't you I? did it again. It's we're not reading Harry Potter. But well, maybe we should. If we're going to compare it to like Harry Potter or, um, but generally, I mean, is is that fair or not? not fair. I don't think it's fair because like what this book's trying to be is a pot boiler. But even if you we're going like to, the more stuff I can throw sure. in this pot to yeah. make it, and clearly it's working. It is working, yeah. Because this book is like the most popular book in America. It's a page turner, and that's yeah. it's a page turner. And I think the difference between just like this and any other page turner that like page turners are trying to do the same thing, right? I'm going to yeah. give you as much conflict as I can. It's conflict for conflict's sake. I don't really care about the nature of the conflicts. Yeah. To me, this is like candy. It's a milkshake where it's like when I need a treat. Um, actually, for me, more of a treat it's like Harry Potter. But I'm saying like it's sugar. Mm-hmm. This is good sugar. It's a bag of potato chips. Yeah. Right? I don't know if it's like really good for your body. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. But it's, like it's, it's fun. And we, you and I can have fun conversations about it, and it's relaxing. Great beach read. Sure. If this, like, these kind of books were the only books you ever read, I would have real problems. Well, you take, like, so you, you compare, like, a soap opera, um, a soap opera romance and all the plot lines to something like, I'll, I'll compare it to my favorite book ever, Lonesome Dove. Yeah. Where you, you know, in a soap opera, you've got all these betrayals and all these you know, things and, and it never ends. It's just an ongoing thing that right. runs for 80 years. Right. And it's all pretty thin. It's like, there's not a whole lot of depth, I don't think. And right. my it's mom all, used to watch soap operas and I haven't all seen. plot. Yeah, it's all plot and it's nothing. And Lonesome Dove, you've got a character named Gus McRae. And his, the love of his life is a, a woman named Clara Allen, who... um because he was a Texas Ranger and he was a bit of a, a, a swashbuckling guy, right. they didn't marry. She married somebody else. And right. by the time you see them in this book, by the time they see each other in this book, like you're thinking her husband is like pretty much about to die. Yeah. Spoilers for an amazing book. You should go read it. But her husband's about to die. And like you're thinking if, the, if we're reading Fourth Wing, they're absolutely rekindling their romance like immediately. Right. But that doesn't right. happen um, because they love each other. Um, they know that they can't be together. And that's it, like these two characters are fleshed out. Their love lives are fleshed out. And like right. their the real lifeness of it comes through in that like Gus uh, needs to be where the wild places are. No, uh, it's, I think the word you're looking for is human. Yeah, human. I want something that's going to reflect real life, I think. 
And people are going to say, why are you holding fourth string to this standard? I'm not. What I am appreciative about it, though, is that it's the, with constant rug pulls and plot, it does create for fun conversations, especially mm-hmm. with, like, when everybody else is reading it. That's the beauty of this book, yeah. is that I've talked to so many people about <laughs> I've walked up to so many people and been like, Dane sucks. I hate him. And they're like, I'm so glad we're talking about this. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I think it is a unification thing of like, we're all reading this. We're all, we all know what it is. It's like sports, honestly. Like I know yeah. you and I would probably disagree because we care a lot about Tennessee football, but really sports is a meaningless narrative. That's true. That it's the fun is that these meaningless events I connect with other people over. Yeah. You know, and we all I think, sit in a stadium together and get really upset. Right. But it gives us something to talk about and like spend time together and to an activity to do and something to talk about Yeah, where it's like, it doesn't Joe Milton throwing a touchdown pass says nothing about being human no, or, or nor does it affect my life right. in a way beyond me feeling happy about my team. But it's a plot of it. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's something that gets an emotion out of you and yeah. we, and we can talk to somebody else about that's, that's right. what a fourth wing is. It's, yeah. it's kind of like sports. And that's why I'm glad it's here. Um, okay. Well, I have to go open the store. Oh, we have to go open the store. Okay. okay. The Give store. me one prediction. Okay. One prediction is, okay. So uh, obviously we already know all hell's breaking loose after the two dragon thing. Yeah. Word the next word. couple chapters, we're going to uh, get some bonding between, um, the dragons and Violet. Yep. And I think that we're going to see the first like um, step in romance between her and Zayden. Okay. I feel like we've got to get something with Peromeo coming soon. There's got to be, you got to remind us that that conflict's out there. It can't just come storming back in at the end whenever okay. we have our Death Star fight. Yeah. We're going to have to have that. I mean, obviously it's, it's heading there at the end yeah. of the book. Okay. Well then uh, those are good predictions. I All think right. uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. And Chapters what? What are, what are we reading? <laughs> Chapter 16 through 20. 16 through 20. Yes. Okay. But hey, big, big thanks to uh, Palm Tree Podco uh, for hosting Amazing us. Amazing studio. They're really cool. They're here in Sequoia Hills. Uh, if you're looking, you know, to, to start a podcast, you should talk to right. Anthony. He, he knows what he's doing. They have recording space. They have recording and space. And it's right above a coffee shop. Yeah. And they're not, they're all over the place. Uh, so right. there's a lot of cool stuff that they're doing. Uh, and so big thanks to Palm Tree Podco for hosting us. Yeah. Awesome. All right. All right, Tex. We'll see you next time. See you next time.